Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. My name is Ebony, and this is another DMT special death. 15 minutes or less on the top of this trendy, trendy on my heart and mind. And we are on day 15 of Black History Month. And, well, I got another topic for you. So this is Eddie Murphy Part 2, giving flowers. Uh, his revolution and evolution in movies yes i talked to him previously about what he was doing with sitcom comedy sketch comedy stand up now we're talking about the movie reel so we're focusing on coming to america and nutty professor so strap in jump in let's go this is gonna be some fun all right let's go so let me take you back it's night 1980s and well your boy your funny man Eddie Murphy is making a splash all over the place and I'm talking all over parts of the industry now most of you might have thought and this is going to be sidetracked because this is not talking about movies but you might have thought that he got that first start for the new generation right uh got that first start in singing with dream girls but in fact he had a music career in the 80s little did you know let me play you a little clip of uh his 1985 breakout hit party all the time What you might not know about this song was that Rick James himself wrote and produced this single. And so this was the lead single on Murphy's 1985 debut album called How Could It Be? And it was actually the single was recorded in Rick James's home in a studio in Buffalo, New York. So little known fact, huge hit. So check it out, party all the time. Eddie Murphy is a singer as well as being a comedian, as well as being a big movie star. Now, let me take you back. So we're still in the 80s, obviously. But what's really important about what I'm talking about is the late 80s. So during this time, you had, I'm going to jump into Coming to America, but you got to know that Eddie Murphy was already making a name of himself in film. I mean, you've already had... Um, the Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Uh, he had Eddie Murphy Raw that came out. And then one of my personal favorites, he had The Golden Child. And I'm not going to lie, this is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. And I will tell you, mainly because, well, it was the first movie I remember him being in completely. Uh, so this is a 1986 film. Uh, but when I saw it the first time, I just fell in love with it. Uh, take a listen to this scene uh, where... Eddie Murphy and one of the other protagonists is trying to get out of Nepal. They've they've gotten this knife uh, and they run into my dear friend Numsi. Agent Taylor Gerald from the American 
Stolen Artifacts Foundation. Everybody, it's okay. I'm the Artifacts Stolen Artifacts Foundation man. Freddie, get out of my sight. You make me sick, Freddie. I'll talk to you on the plane, Freddie. Nobody be alarmed. I'm Madam Chandler Jarrow, American Stolen Artifacts Founders of America. And um, thanks to you, do we able to catch this man, Freddie, the piece of shit back there. And I thank you, and I thank the good people of Nepal. A bunch of brilliant fuckers, all of you. I thank you, sir. You are one hell of a leader, because you, the, the, the keen, the cunningness, the, 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 the instinct. The instinct is brilliant, and you can I can tell you trained under this man because you have the same glare in your eye of brilliance. Like you're, you don't even know what you did, but you're brilliant anyway because the brilliance is the best brilliance. It's brilliant born not from someone ignorant. Forget it. This is my assistant, Kinang here, and we thank you all. It's Agent 69, and we thank you all. The people of Nepal, we thank you. You're a bunch of beautiful, brilliant people. Nepal! N-E-P-A-L! Viva Nepal! Yeah, so that is when they're trying to get out of Nepal. Um, there's a later scene, which, again, that's my favorite scene uh, of the movie, uh, where he runs into the demon. Uh, they're trying to arrest him, and he has this whole thing with his dear... His dear Paunumsi. My, my Bill Paunumsi. Uh, check it out, The Golden Child. Again, he's got some bangers. Love pretty much every movie that uh, he put out in the 80s. Just like one after the other. Uh, And then let's not forget this old little theme. You know it well. Let's, Let's check it out. So, Beverly Hills Cop, 1984. And you know the name Axel Foley. And it had many iterations of the movie. But, again, man, a genius. So, let's jump right in and talk about the importance and the awesomeness that was coming to America. So, you are now, put yourself, in 1988. Uh, you going to see this movie. And like most of... Eddie Murphy's movies, uh, it was a big blockbuster hit, right? Uh, the box office, it, it got good, uh, it was, it got the money back, right, that you, return on investment, uh, and of course, there were mixed reviews. Um, what was different about this particular character that, uh, Eddie Murphy was playing, and I kind of mentioned him, right, you, you saw him in Beverly Hills Cop, you saw him in The Golden Child, uh, this was a, this was a much, uh, different character it was more like a romantic comedy uh and what was so important was well he played a lot of characters in the movie between him and Arsenio Hall uh it it was phenomenal to see them all uh being able to play off one another in the movie so what I remember distinctly uh about the movie obviously are those two but uh you had a star-studded cast uh that was you know in the movie being around the movie uh and so why did i i really really like uh the fact of uh the movie uh well take the mixed reviews as it was uh 
I was only three when the movie came out, and but more importantly, uh, I remember vividly when I was actually allowed to watch it uh, because it did have some uh, what's 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 some words for it? Uh, some very graphic language. Uh, but when I got the opportunity, I fell in love with it. Uh, fell in love with the movie. Fell in love with the premise. So this is where I really thought that it was a visionary. Uh, it was something completely different, something that I hadn't seen before. Uh, and of course, being probably three to eight years old when I finally remember seeing this movie, uh, I, I loved what made me fall in love with the movie immediately was the open, the opening imagery. I, I, like, I remember, you know, the you know, of course, obviously you get the logo for the movie studio, but what set this movie apart was when it pans out and you're getting to see Africa. And you can tell it's CGI'd, that's fine, but what was really cool was you're coming from what people have been saying Africa was about, Africa was... Uh, looked like uh, this actually was a change of perception right a change in in um, storytelling that Africa was rich and vibrant and uh, the purples the the palace the, I don't know everything was very regal and so I fell in love with the storyline that you had this prince it wasn't just a, a prince a pauper prince but this is a prince of nobility and you you had James Earl Jones with his regal voice right like you couldn't it, it evoked something familiar right it, it you had a class that was able to speak with such uh, poignancy and so I started like emulating certain things about the performances that I liked. I loved every single part talking about black wealth and and the giving. And so I love the fact that it actually changes our perceptions of uh, Africa. Um, and then even better than that is when they came to New York, uh, you get them in a part of New York that isn't, you know, normally getting that kind of hype. Obviously, Harlem and Queens, yes, that's the normal place, but you gotta, you gotta just see a different side of it. And I love that they, uh, made the McDowell's <laughs> and the flip on the McDonald's theme and having fun with some of the, the jokes and the, and the long-term things. And I loved every step of the story and it, and it seemed like everything kind of had a purpose uh and it was just downright funny and i think that's why we continue to watch it now because there's continual one-liners throughout the whole movie uh if it's not you're not dealing with se sexual chocolate uh you've got the 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 basketball game with the the guy in the bathroom standing outside the bathroom talking about the, ah samunda samunda yes yes um <laughs> was, again so many great moments throughout the movie that it just kind of everything hung on its own and so I think this was like one of the top movies right for on the list of you have to for as part of black culture you should watch and love it and know it um, especially if you were you in 2021 if you came out and watched coming to America or coming to America too guess you could call it that on Amazon Prime uh, I would recommend it um, it was a different take on um, actually being in Zamunda and dropping in uh, a different character um, Hakim's 
son uh, and dropping him into the African culture. So I really loved that they kept with the theme that uh, that vibrancy, that the running, some of the running jokes uh, that are now seem <laughs> very different now that I'm older. Uh, but coming to America has a special place in my heart. And, I, and among other things, I could probably still quote it to this day. Uh, don't ask me how I know, but I knew this particular movie changed the trajectory for both not only Arsenio Hall but also Eddie Murphy uh, after this you see them kind of explode even more I mean uh, Eddie Murphy another 48 hours you've got more Beverly Hills Cop you've got Trading Places you've got like there, there's so many other movies that he was able to launch from uh, that was actually uh, especially like Trading Places uh, two of the characters the two homeless men uh you could see them again uh, in the movie Trading Places uh, as the Wall Street uh, mongrels. Like, it's cool that they've tried to kept some continuity in the world. And I'm just super excited that this movie has had an impact on a whole bunch of people's lives. And it kind of changed the perception for everyone else. Okay, so now we're going to jump into our second movie, The Nutty Professor. Okay, so The Nutty Professor. So this is a 1996 film. It was basically a remake of an older film, uh, also titled Nutty Professor. So what is different about the movie is obviously that it was a predominantly black cast. Uh, so it's a different, it's a spin on a, a different spin on an old take or old take on a different spin. One of those things where he revamped it, made it new, and uh, it worked. Uh, so Eddie Murphy plays Sherman Klump, uh, and basically uh, he's trying to clean up his life. Uh, he, I don't know, everybody just treats him really bad, uh, but he decides he is a professor, uh, a scientific genius, um, but he basically becomes his own, his own guinea pig, uh, and takes a serum and he, in this way he becomes confident charismatic uh he's got this charisma about him in the character known as buddy love uh and basically changes your life but as will happen uh things start to go downhill after that uh, but what is really memorable about this movie is uh obviously the jokes um <laughs> the, the dining room table uh Eddie Murphy playing multiple characters again um, and it's it's relatable in some way um, you got Mama Clump that loves her boy and wants him to love himself for who he is uh, obviously you get his dad who's a little more conscious about his way telling him to let the boy be where he wants to be uh, and so it, this is like kind of the first time I've ever seen in a movie where they're really talking about uh, body shaming, fat shaming, however you want to call it, of a, of a larger person. And uh, Sherman was one of those people that really took it to heart. And so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, now that I'm older, there's a lot of psychological things that were going on uh, in the movie. Uh, but what I do remember is that Eddie Murphy played seven different characters. He obviously played Sherman, his alter ego. He played his father, 
Papa Clump, he played his mother, Mother Clump, he played his grandmother, grandmother, grandma Clump, and then his brody, uh, his brother, Ernie Clump Sr. Basically, he had all the brothers, and then he had two younger brothers that were twins uh, that were played by somebody else, but uh, <laughs> he's so many people. Uh, this is the first time I had actually paid attention uh, in a movie where you start talking about diets, uh, fad stuff that just didn't work for everything. Um, and I didn't really notice it then, but this was not child friendly. I don't know how we got away with watching this in 1996. Giving away my age, if I hadn't already done that. I was 11, 1986, I was 11 when this movie came out, so I did see this movie when it came out, and I was laughing, uh, it was a lot of jokes that were very surface level, uh, but I didn't really pay attention to all the adult stuff that was going on, which was a lot, there was a lot of adult stuff, when I got older I was like, man, I missed so many subcontexts, uh, what else was it about this movie, um, you got the, you got the you got an understanding of the duality of all your sides, right? Your, your yin and your yang, right? So uh, you had Sherman Clump, who was a soft, sensitive, um, very in touch with himself and, and his feelings. And then you had, the, uh, obviously, the toxic masculinity, we like to call it, um, the misogynist that was uh, embedded in, uh, in old buddy love. And that's it shows like kind of that thin veil right we're back to talking about the thin veil of veneer of society is how much uh there's so much in all of us right there there you can be abrasive and overly assertive and egotistical in general uh or you can be this sweet person and there's a, there's so many sides to you uh that people don't see and so this is a pretty important movie for all that um What's also important is that you find out that just because you're thin doesn't mean that you're good. Uh, the images we see on TV, the things that people try to push to us, uh, didn't necessarily make it right. Uh, and for you, more importantly, didn't make it right for you. Um, so to follow your own path, uh, even more than that, to not buy into the images where, especially if you can't sustain it can't do it and don't want to quite honestly uh this movie was trying to tell you to forge your own path now my favorite part of the whole movie uh take take that for what it was the movie is great but dave chappelle <laughs> obviously i have a love for dave chappelle was in this movie and he plays a guy named reggie warrington uh and initially uh, you see him in the original scene where he is making fun of Sherman uh, for his weight. Um, and then um, in a later scene, you've got Carla, who's on a date now with Buddy Love. They're back watching uh, Reggie's stand-up comedy. And you get this comedy gold. Me and Reggie want to send one out to a very special lady in the house tonight. Loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Reggie? <laughs> that was pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie has left the building. Thank you and good night. 
Yo, so this scene, Reggie and Buddy Love are, are shading, <laughs> taking pot shots at each other uh, when he comes at them in the, in the audience. And if you didn't know, Jada Pickett-Smith, or Jada Pickett at the time, I think still, uh, was in this movie as Carla, the love interest. And just take a look. Take a look uh, at the movie. This is an oldie but goodie. Uh, but these are two movies that I remember very distinctly from the different times that Eddie Murphy uh, was making movies. Uh, and again, he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot of them. Um, and I personally fell in love with these two uh, because uh, they've got something to say. They've had some type of impact. After this movie, uh, you've got the rise of other people that are in movies that are doing the same thing playing multiple characters right martin lawrence does it in big mama's house uh you had a few other people do the same thing and i think again he does such a great job of being ahead of his time uh kudos and love to eddie murphy so as always i'm sending peace love positivity and good vibes check us out tomorrow because we're back all right i love you guys and peace